Welcome to the Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. A friend hurts us, an angry driver takes their rage into our lane of traffic, or our opinions conflict and misunderstanding occurs. Is there a way to reroute a bad day? Yes. Author and psychotherapist Mickey Fine Pavlicek is using her new book, May All People and Pigs Be Happy, to teach kids and adults how to love through the hurt. Mickey, I'm delighted that you would join me and talk with me today about your new book. Would you tell us about the sweet story in this book? Yes. So the name of the book is May All People and Pigs Be Happy. And it follows a little girl named Claire who has a stuffed pig, Pigalina. And of course, Pigalina is alive to her. Mm -hmm. And through several events in Claire's life, Pigalina teaches her loving kindness meditation. And, and then at a certain point, Claire knows what to do herself. And so she learns it to be part of herself. And um, we're really thrilled about the message. And uh, it's gotten really good reception so far. And so we're hoping that uh, lots of kids are able to access their, um, their inner strength of love and kindness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say that that kids' books are tricky. I have three kids, so I've read a lot of kids' books in my day. And and I thought you just did such a beautiful job of not speaking down, not speaking up, not being too goofy, not being too serious. There was just that you struck a beautiful balance in all of this. And is was that thank you. Yeah. Was it tricky for you or is that just naturally how how you kind of exist? Well, I don't know if that's naturally how I exist. But the idea for the book actually came from my own loving kindness practice. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, I don't have children, and I've taught adult mindfulness based stress reduction for 25 years and loving kindness meditation for 25 years. And so while I was meditating, these ideas would come to me, and kind of a silly story. Um, Many years ago, I had a hard time in my life, so I bought a stuffed pig. I just Mm -hmm. saw the stuffed pig. It was just so cute. I couldn't stand it. So I bought this stuffed pig. And so the combination of having this pig and my loving kindness meditation, it simply grew out of that. Mm -hmm. And I tried to kind of distill the essence of loving kindness and that it's... um, it's an easy process, but it's not an easy process. And I thought, make it easy. So um, it just came out of me. I think that's beautiful. I don't think it's silly at all to have a pet pig. I have uh, I have a green stuffed elephant. So <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yep. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Well, I thought it was silly at the time, and then I I kind of grew into it a little bit. Right. Right. You realize it <laughs> through my through my own through my own through my own kindness practice. Mhm. So you talk about mm-hmm. I'm I'm hearing you say the words loving kindness meditation and mindfulness, but are are those two separate things or to you are they the same? Well, it, that's a good question. So loving kindness is one of the what are called the four heart qualities. Um and those four qualities are loving kindness compassion, joy, and equanimity. And all of those are said to arise out of mindfulness practice. Ah. And each one of those 
heart qualities has their own meditation. Mm -hmm. And so the quality of loving kindness can be further cultivated through loving kindness meditation. It's very, it's very specific as you can probably uh, know from the book. It's Mm -hmm. a series of well wishes that you repeat over and over again, first to, to yourself, then to someone that you love, then to a familiar stranger, then to someone you're upset with. And, and in the end, may all people and pigs be happy or may all may everyone be happy <laughs> and and safe and so that's the that's the trajectory of the traditional loving kindness meditation that has roots in in buddhism but love and kindness are really the essence of every religion and so it can be practiced by anyone um, regardless of religion or no religion mm-hmm. regardless of any experience with meditation or not and simply being open to offering those wishes. So the words in this book, may I be Mm -hmm. safe, may I be happy, may I feel love, Mm -hmm. those are words that actually come from an age-old practice, or are those words that you made up for this this book uh, of the loving-kindness meditation? Yeah, the the phrases that I used are, I kind of distilled them to fit what I thought a child might understand. And the traditional phrases, uh, some people think differently about what those traditional phrases are, Mm -hmm. but they are often quoted to be, may I be filled with loving kindness, may I be safe and protected, may I be healthy and strong, may I live with ease and a free heart. And those were a little bit wordy for a child, I think. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So I, those phrases just kind of, once again, they kind of came to me. I can't even quite remember how. Something special about this book is that you know the illustrator quite quite well. Yes, he's my <laughs> husband, John Pavlicek. And uh, it was interesting. I started the book some time ago uh, and... My husband is, John is uh, a fine artist. He paints. He's a collage artist. Um, And he's done that for 40 years. That's how he's made his living. But in previous times, he was an illustrator. Uh, And so when I started coming up with ideas about the book and words for the book, I said, what do you think about making some illustrations? And so he did. And uh, that's what we came up with. That's what he came up with, and he's kind of he's kind of brought it to life. I think. Mm-hmm. I I that would be very scary because for me because <laughs> you know like as the as the author you have probably this this visualization in your mind, and then if it's your husband or or anyone really, it's hard you don't, you don't want to insult them and say that is not at all what I was thinking. Was there a back and forth a lot with that for you that you, had, you guys had to work through? Well. There was some, there was back and forth and I tried really, I tried really hard and I'm not so sure if I, if I succeeded all the time, but I tried to, to back away that, that, that was his part of the book mm-hmm. and I would give him some broad ideas. Then he would take the ball and run. And the only thing that I kind of had to keep telling him was, She's six years old mm-hmm. because he, he's a very tall man and he's a thin man and he would make this little girl tall and thin. And, she, and so it's like, 
a little shorter, a little shorter. <laughs> and but other than that, it it went really, really well. And I'm um, and I I tried to practice what I preach in that I tried to let go mm-hmm. and let it be as it as it as it is. Mm-hmm. That's not so easy sometimes. It is funny how how you can become good at something and then just one thing will bring you to your knees and have you feel like you have to start all over again, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, what, absolutely. What so else we, have we, you... Oh, I think sorry. We, I think we had a pretty good collaboration. Yeah, good. What else have you learned from the process of getting uh, this book out into the world? Well, the way that the book came to me was in my meditation and I had to be paying attention to what came into my mind. So that was, I would think, book, children's book? I don't see children. Okay, just let it be. And and then it was about loving kindness, and then the pig came into it. And so the sense of allowing myself simply to come up with ideas without really trying to force it, Mm-hmm. It took a fair amount of time to write it because I wasn't in any hurry. I didn't have a publisher yet, so it was on my own time frame. And so that was a, an interesting experience because I don't think of myself as creative, or I haven't in the past thought of myself as creative. And so there's a sense, and there's also a sense of letting go that especially once we got a public, well, not once we got a well, once we had the book down and the pictures there, getting a publisher was um, a challenge. Mm-hmm. And so I had to continue to be persistent and try to let go of what I wanted and when I wanted it mm-hmm. and to be open to this is the way that it is now. And we don't know what's going to happen with this book. Mm-hmm. And so this, the, the value of persistence and at least working as best I could with a sense of non-attachment. And then, and now with, with getting the word out about the book, as I said earlier, I have no children. This is my baby. Mm-hmm. And I feel I have felt like a, a helicopter mother. <laughs> so, so I'm, I have a series of little things that I say to myself in the morning when I'm getting ready to do social media or write an article or reach out to someone. This book has a life of its own. I can let it be. I can let go of the outcome. And it's interesting, as soon as I did that, what happened was that all sorts of serendipity came my way from meeting someone um, who was very important in children's issues and mindfulness and what's called social and emotional learning that my assistant and I tried to send him a book, find a way to get him a book. He's so, he's such a big guy that you couldn't even find him a way to contact him online. Right. I I got invited to a luncheon and hear him speak here in Houston after I'm kind of letting go. And then all sorts of things have happened that are, I can't even, I could not have even imagined where the support would come from. 
and so it's it's kind of amazing it's like let go and let it be and that's part of the practice of mindfulness being in the moment with things and sometimes i think i teach mindfulness because i need to learn it myself and so i have been learning from this book I think that's an, uh, such a gift to our listeners, too, because I think everyone has something in their lives that they are trying to control or they're holding yeah. on to really tightly. Yeah. You know, the, the, the knuckles are white because you're holding on so tightly to something. And yeah. um, right. And just to hear a story like yours in which, of course, you want so much for this. Uh, and yes, and therefore we want to control it, right? But if we can find absolutely, those things, mm-hmm, we find those things in our life and and let go, and it is neat to see how then they will take on their own their own life and and yeah, like you said, yeah. the serendipitous um, interactions. Very neat, very neat. You have a yeah, so we're another book. Go ahead. You have another book called The Need to Please, Mindfulness Skills to Gain Freedom from Pleasing and Approval Seeking. So I think that's really neat because I'm thinking that, um, you know, for the adults that are listening, the need to please is a really big deal. And so what sort of tips do you have for mindfulness to be able to let go of that? Well, the mindfulness, if, if, if nobody knows, if somebody doesn't know the definition of mindfulness, mindfulness is the awareness that arises when we intentionally bring our awareness into the moment. We let go of judgment and attachment to whatever we need to let go of, and we dwell in the present moment. And so when we practice mindfulness, we begin to sit with the breath, perhaps, and we can notice what our thought, what our mind is doing. Oh, there goes the mind again. And eventually we start opening in mindfulness, in mindfulness meditation to mindfulness of everything, our breath, the body, sounds, thoughts, and feelings. And so when we become aware of those things, we become, we come to know ourselves really deeply. And in that knowing, we may come to notice, wow, I'm thinking about what everybody wants except for me. Mm. And we notice the anxiety that's around that and eventually come to not judge that and begin to be open to something besides that. If we cultivate the love inside ourselves for ourselves, then we're less apt to look at other people for our satis- for being satisfied. Mm-hmm. And there, there's so much in, mind, in mindfulness meditation and loving kindness meditation that can help us be able to respond instead of react to our impulses to say yes when we don't mean yes mm-hmm. and be able to take a breath before we say yes so that we have a pause between the stimulus and the response. Mm-hmm. And that choice, there's a choice there then. And that cho- in that choice lies our freedom to do something different. Ooh, and so we also, in mindfulness meditation, where typically we calm down a bit, the 
actually the brain might change if we practice enough. And the parts of ourselves that are more anxious in the brain actually reduce in gray matter and we're less apt to feel highly anxious and less apt to feel reactive. And so that can now actually help us as well. Some actual physical, excuse me, physical changes that can help us to take that breath and be able to come to a different choice and we become more resilient. I think there's amazing power in being able to catch that pause and say, you know, and say no, because if you say yes, yeah. you are saying no to something else, <laughs> you know? Right, right. Something yeah. is going to get and, the and no. It's, and it is a really difficult um, challenge because it's absolutely human to want people to love us. Mm-hmm. And so there's a difference between acting out of love and acting out of fear. Mm. And if we go back to may all people and pigs be happy, when I start reacting out of fear and anxiety, it gets really tense. And then I start pushing things and I can't take things as they come, like being able to have all of the support that I never would have imagined. Mm-hmm. Let it so come to you. it's quite a, it's quite a, um, it's quite a practice. Do you anticipate now that the first book is out that you will use the other um, mindfulness practices? You said there are four heart practices. Is that what you call them? Mm-hmm. Uh, do mm-hmm. you for heart qualities? For heart qualities. Do you intend for to turn those into four books, or at this point, is this a one book? Oh, you've got a good idea there. I've had that idea, and I have ideas for for another book, depending upon timing, depending upon how this book goes, uh, and we'll see what happens in my mind and my imagination. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if you need yeah. a green elephant um, to to be your model for, for the illustrator, you just let me know. You can borrow <laughs> mine. <laughs> I want you to send me a picture of that green elephant. <laughs> I will do that. I will that do that. That would be so fun. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mickey, for talking with me today. And uh, May All You're People welcome. and Pigs Be Happy is a delightful book, and it's uh, great for Thank you. ages four through eight in general. So... Um, yes. But of course, I, I think older kids would enjoy it too, and littler ones yeah. as well. So I, I have a colleague. I have a colleague. Sorry for interrupting. I thought you were done. So I have a colleague who said, "Now, what are the ages?" And I said, "Well, some people say three to seven. Some people say four to eight. And she said, "I think it needs to be, to be three to seventy. Oh yes, three to <laughs> seventy is perfect. <laughs> that yeah. is perfect. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much for today. This was great. You're welcome, and I and, uh, hope that uh, people enjoy the podcast, and I thank you. Learn more about Mickey's work on social media and at livingmindfully.org. Thanks for listening to The Kindness Podcast. It's produced by WOUB Public Media, and it relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich. I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to The Kindness Podcast wherever you listen and find us on social media at Kindness Podcast. If you like the show, please spread some kindness in the review section. 